What's going on? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We got a good guest. We got a we got a we got a, a long overdue guest. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little pissed it's taken him this long to be on this podcast. He is my friend of over 35 years, one of the world's uh, most well-known tattooers, and one of this country's absolute treasures as an artist, uh, Nick Bubash. Welcome, Nick. The Thank one, you. the only. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. How you doing, man? Now you're a Chicagoan. Yes, I am. After 70 years in Pittsburgh... You uh, have decided to grace our fair city with your charms. Yes, I am. <laughs> Such I, as they are. <laughs> and I am here, yeah. Excited to be here, too. It's a yeah. great place. Yeah. What Did you have any kind of kind of culture shock when you moved here? You know, I've been, uh, Tony, like you said, we've been together for over 30 years, you know, and I've been in and out of this place. Well, it's not like we're taking showers together. Well, I mean, we're not together like that. No, we're not together like that, but I mean, you know. It is kind of a culture shock living yeah. here because I get mm -hmm. to experience on a daily basis what's going on. You know? Yeah, yeah. And there's just more here. You know, there's just yeah. more of everything here. You know. So. Yeah. You said something that I thought was very telling. Uh, that uh, um, Chicago is just a big Pittsburgh. It is. It's a big Pittsburgh. Yeah. My father used to say that. He used to say uh, Chicago's. Uh, Pittsburgh's like a little sister to Chicago, you know. They're both yeah, they're Rust both Belt, very cities. Rust Belt, yeah. class cities. Uh, Pittsburgh is it has an odd pace though. It's, everything moves in slow motion. Like it's not like the people are slow by any means, but it's like people walk slow. I saw someone playing like football in the field. The football was going slow yeah. in the air. Everything in I don't know is <laughs> was the football maybe, going slow? They felt it, it, you know. Yeah. I, I maybe I tricked my mind into yeah. it, but it, it felt like. Yeah. It felt, everything maybe, had a slow Maybe you twist up pace. a fatty before you went out. <laughs> it was a slow pace. It was a slow yeah. pace. Well, you I know, mean, you, you, you got to go faster to get places here because yeah. places are further yeah. away, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know what city they walk the fastest in? Uh, Hong Kong? Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. Mm. My dear friend Kevin Kenny gave me that factoid last night. How do you know? How does he know? Yeah, that? wait. How did yeah. they measure it, that? It, they somebody did. You know, <laughs> somebody ever since, did. Ever since YouTube, people are curious about stuff like that. Because uh, in Chicago, we're fast walkers. New York, they walk crazy fast. Yeah, New yeah. York. I know? lived there for seven years. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> walked like hell all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but in like, uh, you know, Sioux City, Iowa. You know, they walk along like, you know, the dicks dragging. Like slugs. Time, you know? yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, snap it up. <laughs> not that hey, Sioux City isn't a nice place. <laughs> yeah. It's a shithole. You ever been there? <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. God. The United not. States was the rear end of the world. They'd stick the end them in Sioux City, Iowa. You know? Huh. huh. Not Indiana. No, there, too. Oh, they, two. the U.S. has two If the U.S. Anuses. had two assholes, okay. they would stick an enema in both Indiana and uh, Sioux City, <laughs> Iowa. Okay. So. Doesn't, doesn't make sense, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll allow it. So <laughs> Nick, Nick and I met, Max, when you were yeah. just a tiny kid. Just a baby. Oh, yeah, so I was, I was born. Yeah. I was, okay. Barely. Yeah. yeah. So um, wait, wait, wait. You said you've had a friendship for 35 years. Yeah. I'm 27. Okay. Um, my math is a little fucked <laughs> up maybe, this time maybe, of day. Maybe 29 years. 29. Yeah, we were like maybe one year yeah. old. Yeah. 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 And um, 
he, hell, he had to change you a couple times. Okay. okay. Well, what a treat that was, you know? Yeah, how was that? What was uh, that like? I, I, bl- I blanked it out of my memory. You blanked yeah. out? Yeah. Okay. Let's put it this way. He never bit his fingernails again. Um, oh, wow. So you, you're now a Chicagoan. You're, you're kind of somewhat retired from tattooing. I'm not somewhat retired. I am retired. You know? I, I thought that had never happened. I thought you would. You know what? It's like really uh, a hard thing to do. I mean, it's it's not an easy task physically, tattooing. It yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's very strength. tough on your back. And yeah, it's hard on your back. back. Yeah. yeah, it's hard on your eyes, you know. It's oh, my hard God. It's great I... on your psyche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me there's someone at, at Great Lakes that works with no light. How how hard is that? On, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I can't understand how he does it. You know, yeah. Who's that? Miles. He doesn't have a lamp, you know, like, uh, and he does beautiful work. He'll have know? one in 10 years, man. Well, sure. Me. I mean, you know, everything it's, deteriorates. It's like know? making etchings. I mean, when I was like 40, I had fighter pilot vision. Yeah, of course. You know, By the time I was 50, I needed... Uh, I needed readers, and now I need them. You now know, you all need the Coke time. bottles. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. How are you guys' wrists after all these years? You know, I'm I'm arthritic in both both hands, but only okay. at that juncture where your thumb and your forefinger. Are, I have something for that. I have a, a thing. I'll CBD cream? No, it's a, a, a acupuncture mm. thing. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm uh, He's skeptical. You do yourself. It's a battery-powered wand that you yeah. hold. All right, and it'll get rid of that. Yeah, but, but as far as people jabbing fucking holes, no, in no, me, it's I'm, not. This know, is actually. I mean, I meant acupressure, not acupressure. Yeah, okay. Acupressure. That thing of jabbing you with needles. Fuck a bunch of that. No thanks. Why not? I think it works though. I, I don't know. You know. Lou, so no Lou, good Reed reason. Once, Lou Reed once got it for to quit smoking, and you know he walks out of the place, walks halfway down the block, lights up a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't work all at one time. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But um, so what? Now, what do you look forward to here? Now that you're here. Well, not only do I look forward to, but I'm experiencing like you know a lot of company that I didn't have back yeah. in Pittsburgh. You know, mm-hmm. a lot. Of my friends are here. I've been here for many years, you know. And it's it's uh, great being here. It's great to be able to have somebody to do something with. Yeah. I could every minute of every day if I wanted to, you know. But you know, and now, and now, mm. you and I are both at the age where, you know, we're losing people. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Since the last podcast, um, sadly, we lost uh, Kelly Looney. Um, the Phenomenal bass player uh, for Steve Earle's band, the Dukes, the longest-lasting Duke. Um, and then uh, our pal uh, Kevin Hoy, who was here on 4th of July, and mm-hmm. we had a great time. Yeah, and he was a fan of the podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, he loved we the podcast. dedicate yeah. this uh, late yeah, dedication this for to him. Kevin Hoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he actually sent in a burning question once. Right. We have this thing where people can send in... <clears throat> Burning questions to Max and Tony. Nobody ever does. You know what, though? I'm hearing it's because we're running off of uh, our our site is running off of um, Tumblr, and if you don't have the account, you can't ask the question. So maybe I'll make a post asking them to DM us on Instagram. Question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But 
but yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Because we will answer the burning questions. We don't care how humiliating they are. <laughs> you know? I, um, I do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So when we first met, it was because we were in an exhibition together called I Tattooed America. Yeah, yeah. That, what year was this? 93, 92? 93, I yeah. think. Or we met the year before. We met on the run-up to... Uh, I tattooed America. I don't know. I, I I thought we met at the show. That's my memory anyway. No, we mm-hmm. met before that, and you were actually making etchings with me. Well, I, ca- I called you up, and uh, at uh, Hardy, Ed Hardy told me to call. Yeah. Because I was trained as a in art school as a as a gra- graphic artist, you know, an etcher, yeah. and a sculptor as well, primarily a sculptor. But Ed Hardy, who was also trained as an etcher, could tell me, call this guy Tony, you know, and see if he'll... Be willing to let you come over to the studio and make some etching. So, I remember I called you and and uh, yeah, we that's, met. That's what happened. The first day yeah. we went to a deli and both got liver sausage sandwiches with mustard and mm. onions. Yeah, and then both of us ate like a roll of Rolaids afterwards. Yeah, but yeah, that used to be yeah. like my diet. You yeah. know? Oh God! <clears throat> and you you know you watch my kids grow up. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I get yes, it, I did. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember uh, stepping on my my plastic uh, squirt gun and and breaking it? No, I don't remember that. I had a little. I had <laughs> Still a little. Carrying that, no, huh? no, 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 no. This is a good story. I because it makes it's it'll all it'll all come full circle. He so he stepped on this little tiny, like little James Bond looking squirt gun, uh, and he was and you know I'm crying, I'm devastated, and he's like. Oh man, I busted your squirt gun, man. Oh man, I'm so sorry. And then. Throughout the day, you know, I'm bummed, but he was like, he was gone. He was out doing stuff and he comes back and he comes back with like a 44 Magnum squirt gun. A dirty like, hairy like, squirt like, gun. Dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. And, way, yeah. To, way, way to make up for it. Still, yeah. No, well, yeah, Nick, uh, he, d- he did well. He did well for that. Max yeah. used to have those little but, figures from the, from the comics, uh, you know, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, all the comic books, Spider-Man, all the... Every one of them. Hmm. And if you lost even the tiniest accessory for one, he'd lose his fucking mind. <laughs> he would just go nuts. And um, yeah, how, how many guys did you have at the... I still have them. How many are there? I don't know. There's a lot. Now, I, I want to do, do something with them one day. I don't want to just give them away. I think you should paint on them. I think you should no, let Zoe paint them. No, out. no. We suspend them in a uh, lucite block. Yeah, maybe, no, I think maybe it'd be that. a cool show. Man, yeah. it's just guys, you know. Yeah, remember like yeah, that. Cool. Remember that show, Kablam. Remember, um, well, maybe you probably don't remember that, but there's a show called Robot Chicken that's out there. Seth Green does it. It's mm-hmm. it's this animation. It's for so, people show who smoke on... a lot of pot, I think. You know what? What is this? Adult Swim. You know, if my son likes it. Potheads must love it. It's like, what? What does this mean? Well, you know, I mean, Adult Swim has a cartoon character that's that's a little bag of French fries that talks. <laughs> okay, only somebody high thinks that up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. Uh, but I, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I do that. love that the cartoons have gotten way freer and way like like Archer. Archer is like one of my favorite things to watch. Because it is just it, it is just nasty, you know. It's perfect. Yeah. 
Nick, do you like any cartoons? Any, you know what? Any, I, I, when raising my kid, you know, I had to, my daughters when I was 46 and 48. <laughs> so I was uh, just late in my life, but I got right. to watch a lot of really great cartoons that were back then. That's right when SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. 19, oh, yeah. 1965, I think, or or not 85 85 or no 95. 95 yeah it was 95 yeah ren and stimpy were ren like and stimpy there was uh high baboon yeah there was uh cow and chicken cat, cat dog. dog yeah yeah cat all dog, those yeah. things you know we used to watch those things cat dog yeah. done by a family gary, friend of ours gary peter Basel? hannon yeah are those gary no Basel? no that's not basement it's uh um peter hannon oh okay who yeah. used to do a cartoon for the reader called adventures of a huge mouth Okay. <laughs> and he went to, you know, California and did Cat Dog. Oh, Cat Dog was great. Yeah. I, cat Dog I, was I'm, great. I'm fact checking the, the Cat Dog. What? I'm, I'm absolutely positive. Can we bet $100 on it? I think. I, Peter I just, Hannon. I just felt like it was Gary Baseman. No, it was not. No, that he wasn't, it was Brainiac. not Gary Baseman. Uh, Brainiac. Oh, he did that. He did that. What? Uh, Real Monsters. Monsters. Yeah. Okay, so who did Cat Dog Wise Ass? I don't know. Him and his Google. <laughs> Gary Baseman. Uh, the Oracle. Cartoons. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, take your time, Max. We're just having a podcast here. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, Gary Baseman didn't do Cat Dog. No, he didn't. Peter Hannon did it. Max? I didn't look that part up. Okay. So that's yet to be. <laughs> well, look it up after. He's the always show. so Discovered. convinced I'm full of shit. Yeah. You know, he's just. So, he, Nick. He's uh, willing to bet the farm <laughs> on it every time, you know. Oh, so, Nick, uh, you uh, you stayed uh, in New York in the in the 70s, and you have you have a lot of you have a lot of to tales and stories from that. Um, but what was that? What was that like? You you're born and raised in Pittsburgh. And yeah, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Uh, most of uh, or part of my life, and then my, yeah. my dad uh, took a post at Penn State, so I was raised up in State College, Pennsylvania, really? for a number of years. Yeah, you know, okay. My wow. father was a professor there. Okay. Of microbiology. Okay. His and, dad worked with Jonas Salk. Right on. And you went from you went from you went from Pittsburgh to Penn State. Went from Pittsburgh to. To California to Penn State. To Cal back to Pittsburgh and then to Penn State, as I recall. How long were you in California? Not long. Okay. Uh, uh, I think for the Korean War. Okay. He was based uh, however long. And, you know, I think he only did three years of that. Okay. And uh, this was when you were really young? That was when I was pretty young, yeah. And yeah. I went back to Pittsburgh and then okay. later on went to State College. And then back to and then to New York and then back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> did you go to Did you go to Penn State? I went to Penn State briefly. I went there okay. for about a year and a half, two wow. years, you know. And I, I studied Goodness. art and philosophy. Ah. And uh, after studying philosophy for a year, I realized, like, I kind of want to study philosophy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you had to read those things. Nothing like good three, comes of it. Well, you had to read them three, four times before you could yeah. begin to understand them. Scope you know? and like, It just wasn't, like, didn't make sense to me, you know. Well, I, only, I mean, in a lot I of I only ways, got as far as, like, Nietzsche, you know. Uh, some of that stuff was really hard, believe me. But like, you know, Schopenhauer and Wittgenstein say, like, hey, you know, leave the crowds to their own uh, stuff. I, I'm really not interested. The only thing I remember after a year of philosophy is cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore, I am. That's the only thing I got out of an entire year. 
Who figured that out? Who figured that out? That was Descartes, Rene Descartes. I think therefore. Descartes, yeah. Yeah, Descartes. Don't put Descartes before the horse. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I'd rather pick up hot coals with my ass cheeks than read that stuff. I'm serious. I mean, really, you know. I'm going to let somebody else figure out the meaning of life. I'm just going to be busy living it. Right, you know? right, exactly. Yeah. I just like making stuff. I like making art. You yeah, know? I yeah, mean, I, I, I think that's it. why we had such a, uh immediate friendship. I mean, yeah. We'd stay busy in the uh, etching studio and yeah. just make stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, huh. we, and, and we loved well together, yeah. too, you know. Okay. We'd sit at coffee shops and just make fun of our fellow men we as they walked sit, by. Yeah, we'd sit there and judge people. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. We'd go the coffee yeah. and yeah. judge people on a one to ten basis, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's that's fun. Um, and also, we, so, we also got fun. Uh, we also had fun, like, fooling him with stuff. With me. When I was remember a kid? When he, when, remember when he believed in Santa Claus? Uh, I can't recall. What'd you do to him? (laughs) I'd tell him I'd call Santa Claus up. Oh, I remember that. I actually remember that. Keep fucking around. I'm I'm calling Santa Claus. I actually remember that. (laughs) He'd, he'd like, run to his room and get in bed. (laughs) I remember, uh, I remember, like, after a couple Christmases, you were like, all right, you know, you guys got your gifts. You were good kids. I'm going to call Santa and uh, let him know he did a pretty good job. And then you'd have this fake conversation on the phone with yeah. santa claus like what do you and you'd get in this fight with him in the end that's exactly. how <laughs> eat exactly. snow who are you exactly. telling me eat snow <laughs> yeah hey you know hey hair face piss off yeah you know hey my kids don't but need do you, you. Re- but do you <laughs> realize that was like me and my sister actually actually believing that yeah, you were on absolutely. the phone we with, could tell you anything with santa the best claus thing in the world is lying to your kids <laughs> you know i mean when and, they're little they'll believe any bullshit man, it just gives you a very short window of being able to control them because they don't believe yeah santa yeah, claus but, but, you, long. You know, yeah pretty because, smart. Uh, gabby came home one day and like uh blew the whole fucking thing you know told max it's not Santa Claus. It's our parents. Okay, one, that is that is not true. That is the most revisionist history of, of, of me and Who Gabby's Who let it out of the bag? Who let it out of the bag I that found out, Santa Claus? I found out, first of all, saying that my little sister broke the news to me that Santa Claus wasn't real? <laughs> how humiliating. How dare I you? Knew, I knew that. First of all. Second of all. Okay, second of all. No, I found out. I found out, and like a good, like a good brother, I protected the lie. Well, who told, I was a who pretty told, sharp kid. I protected the lie. Who told Gabby that uh, there was no Santa Claus? I don't know. Some somebody just in somebody in war like her us. class, and then yeah, she, and then she's and she came on me. Then she you, knew from then you guys were liars. Like, she's like four or five years. You've been lying to me. You know? <laughs> Honestly, God, like, she's ready to throw down, you know? <laughs> but they're, they're one on leverage, oh. you know? I, w- I would also tell Max, uh, he watched Dennis the Menace, the movie, when he was little, and Mr. Wilson scared the shit out of him. Walter <laughs> Mouth out playing. Yeah, he did. And I said, you keep it up, Max. I'm calling Mr. Wilson. <laughs> he, 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 you know? It's just That's funny right. what you can uh, tell kids and they'll believe it, you know? Oh, yeah. God. Like, like, I would tell them, you know, pissing on plants is okay. It's good for them, you know? 
So every once in a while, I just I, up to the potted plant and, you know, <laughs> got loose. I'd, you know, I'd, I don't think I believed that, though. I think you were just giving me the okay that it was... Yeah, yeah exactly. It was okay to pee. I just thought it was funny on, shit. On plants. You know? It's like, watch this, you know. Um, <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really weird. I mean, I saw your kids when they were little tiny kids. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden they grow up and they got all kinds of fucking opinions and, uh, you know, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's, you know, you blink your eyes, man, and it just yeah, it yeah, goes. Yeah. Blink you your know? eyes and they're making more sense than you make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at you least know, part of the time. I mean, pretty soon we're going to be, you know, they're not going to let us fuck with the remote control for the TV, you know, and say, like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to hurt yourself, you doddering old fool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you you don't know how to use the remote anyway. Um, I, anyway. I know <laughs> your basics. I can get from regular TV to no, you can't. The platforms now. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, that took um, about five or six years. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, longer than that, and it still hasn't. <laughs> that's a lie. This is he does not know how to do it. You 20, know, twenty bucks on the line. Um, more qu- so, Nick, you went from Penn State. To sorry to just segue here, but um, hmm. you know I think I think it's fairly obvious my dad doesn't know how to use the remote. But, okay, uh, so, okay, so Nick, I'm sorry. We, we One got, nut at a time. We, we got sidetracked here, though. You, know? you went from <laughs> did, did you go from Penn State to New York? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what? How was that? New York is probably like what? This is the 70s. Well, yeah, actually, it was uh, I think 1970 or 1969. So it was fairly dangerous. Yeah. Whenever when was the Woodstock? Uh, thing 69 69 yeah so it was 69 you went uh, to woodstock well i went to the town of woodstock okay uh to um uh, i went up there to see the clarence schmidt castle mm. one of my friend's sister lived in woodstock and we went up to see that and while i was up there i met a girl and uh, the girl and then i went back to my parents home where i'd been living packed my bags and hitchhiked to new york uh to be with that girl and, yeah uh, I didn't have any money. I mean, literally nothing. And uh, my father wouldn't give me anything. My mother wouldn't give me any money. So mm-hmm. my grandmother gave me 50 cents. Uh-huh. And, I, and I had to also, uh, I always say, I hitchhiked with uh, a joint. It, was, it wasn't even a joint. It was a roach. And 50 <laughs> cents that my grandmother gave me. And then, I, and then uh, you know. She gave I, me I the got, joint? No, no, no. She was real stingy with her stash. She didn't. Uh, that, that was mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> she did give me the 50 cents. She would not know. bust out the stash. <laughs> she wouldn't bust out the stash. Yeah. You know. Hitchhiked to New York and was there Just for like Just say, Grandma, years. please, one little pin joint. Yeah. Now, in New York, you worked for Peter Max. Yeah, that was a, I think that was a first, not first, but probably the second job that I got there, you know. I worked wow. What was Max. that like? I mean, it, back, it was a lot of fun. Back then, I mean, he was iconic. You know? Yeah, he, he was. was. Well, uh, he was a big commercial hit. You know, it didn't yeah. last for a whole long time, but lasted long enough to put him away on the map, you know, and he's mm-hmm. still on the map. It, it and, made him millions. Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And I didn't really like what he was doing, like artistically. I didn't like the art that he Neither did I, but he seemed, like, he seemed like a good guy. He seemed like a... Uh, he was all right. I mean, guy. you know, he was preaching, um, you know, living uh, the life of an ascetic, or that's what he preached. You know, he was uh, preached vegetarianism and meditation and blah, blah, blah. You know, meanwhile, uh, in his office, he, would, he was having hoagies and 
smoking joints and yeah. you know like you know he was like hot dogs it was more like a commercial he thing also had a big gambling thing for a long time i didn't know about oh, that. oh yeah, yeah yeah i didn't know about that yeah but i do like the idea that he's telling the hippies you know peace love suck up flower and yeah right, right. he goes back and knocks well, down he a used couple to of the... red hots yeah we used to get the maharishi mahish yogi you would come into the, the what the, the who maharishi mahish yogi the, who guy the fuck that, is think, that same guy that the beatles i think had as a oh as a, one of the long bearded and robe yeah guys, he was about this right? tall he yeah. was about like you know up to my waist Ravi Shankar guy right well one of those was one of the yogis you know he had real blue piercing eyes you know and he used to only give us, yogi mm, I know is yogi the bear yeah yeah or yogi bear <laughs> yeah and Nick ain't worth a dime anymore exactly <laughs> 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 when you get to the fork in the road take it yeah when you get to the... <laughs> yeah. He is the guy who said the opera ain't over till the fat lady sings. <laughs> if it ain't, if you ain't where you're at, you're nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's my own personal yogi for myself. My my philosopher's stone is Yogi Berra. Yeah, he was great. He is was he a great. baseball player? Yeah, he was. He was a catcher. Yeah, okay. Great catcher, Hall of Famer. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And he who did he play for? Personality. Played New for New York. The, Fucking Yankees. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Yankees. Are you a Yankees fan or are you a baseball fan? I'm not a in baseball general? fan. Okay. No. Yeah. It, uh, baseball puts me to sleep like golf. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the you biggest uh, baseball guy. To, to, well, you know, I know you love baseball, but I've never been baseball able to is, like get into it. You know, like, I like going, I like going to the me. game, watching My favorite it on, game in the world. Watching, nah, watching it on TV is not is not fun well i like going to the game i mean yeah. i've gone to games you know? yeah and going to the fun, game you know, is the best you, can, you gotta like the pirates yeah, i mean you fun. grew up in pittsburgh when yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, when yeah. they were slaying yeah and it. i went to those games when i was a kid you yeah. know, I can remember yeah. going there the you know? alu brothers you know but um <laughs> you know i wasn't really into it enough to know how great it was at the moment you yeah know? looking back i know you know mm. that team was so front-loaded with talent you know yeah. willie Sturgill, uh the alu brothers manny sanguian yeah. Roberto Clemente. Don't, uh, and don't forget Pittsburgh's where, um, what's his name came from? The original, you know, the guy that they, they pay $20 million for one of his uh, 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 baseball cards. What's his name? He was born in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Uh, one of the greatest baseball players that's ever lived. Honus Wagner? Honus Wagner yeah. grew up there yeah, and played for the Pirates. Yep. Yeah. And my my old man used to say, Christ, if I would have known his baseball cards would have been worth twenty million dollars, I wouldn't have been pitching them against the wall. Yeah, no. <laughs> it would have saved a few. Wow. <laughs> Imagine you're like a pro and like your card from your rookie year is worth like <coughs> millions of dollars. You'd have to be some pro. You'd have to be uh Jordan. Yeah. But uh, Jordan's like rookie card. Like what what is that worth? Not that you know. I have no idea. Any, I never collected anyone? basketball <laughs> cards. The only cards I collected were, were baseball and hockey cards. But like what? Okay, hockey so, cards because they were the ugliest motherfuckers in the world. So and lots of them had stitches in their face and like black eyes and broken. I do. I do have some of your old hockey cards actually. The ones of Terry Sawchuck. This guy, they hit this guy's face with everything but the car. Um, he was a goalie, and he he, he, he didn't a, wear a helmet. He was a goalie before they wore masks. Oh my god! You know, at a certain point, Jacques Plant said, "Yeah, fuck this!" <laughs> it was like getting hit in the face with hockey pucks, and he invented the goalie's mask. Mm -hmm. And uh, within a few years, most guys adopted him. 
the last guy not to wear a mask was a uh, goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs named Bruce Gamble. He thought the masks were for girls. What a dumbass. Girl, girls, <laughs> girl, girls with teeth. Canadians. Hillbillies with sweaters. <laughs> uh, and Canada has tuned out of the podcast. No, you like hockey, right? I mean... I like to watch hockey during the playoffs. That's when I watch it. Really I like to watch it during the playoffs. Fan all the way well, you know, oh, that's yeah, because you were, you were watching all the Blackhawks games this nah, season. Watch Get out of here. And, and once, they they long, like... <laughs> once they fired Q, I got pissed, and I just, like... Yeah. They're like dead to me. I'll admit, I you know, I I I love those Blackhawks teams, but I was not watching every game, man. I I, no, I am a fa- no. I am a fair weathered fan when it comes to that. But you know what? I was also a fan of the Blackhawks when they sucked, when they had Amante. I remember and, when they had Tony Amante, yeah, and, and Tebow as the goalie. Yeah, other other even, players I, I can't thought, think of right now. Oh no, I'm thinking of somebody else. I mean, Tebow. I was thinking of Trubisky. Saying, I didn't oh, know he Trubisky. played hockey too. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Was oh he any my good? God. I wish he'd I wish he'd switch to hockey now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> he sucks oh in a major God. way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. They could have had Mahomes. We could have had Deshaun and Watson too, yeah. who's currently yeah. healthy. What, what what's keeping them from spending the money and going and getting Teddy Bridges? Who's he's that? Got, he's a New Orleans backup quarterback. Who took over when Drew Brees was here? Oh, and he performed beautifully. What did you think you know? about Kaepernick? I think the Bears ought to give him a trial. Didn't know, we try him? That, didn't were no, we one of the teams that no, that saw, that watched the him work out? will never do it. Were, weren't we one of the teams though? Nope. No. Okay. No, oh. I think the Niners watched him. I think it's just the uh, Niners again. I mean, I know that that guy is good enough to be a backup on any team in the NFL. And for a lot of teams in the NFL, he could start. I mean, you know, the guy he was a backup to. For the Bears, to he probably was, could. you know, a great quarterback. Um, who was it at first? Was it Steve Young? Was he Steve Young's backup? Kaepernick? Kaepernick, yeah. No, or was Steve Young gone by then? No, he was. I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know football well yeah. enough to, to know that. But he did take. You know, he himself took a team to the Super Bowl, played pretty well in it. Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. No? You don't when, remember that? I don't know. I know. It was against the Ravens, and then remember, like, the lights went out? There was, like, a blackout? No, I remember. And there yeah, was, like, yeah, a 30-minute-plus yeah, yeah. delay in the Super Bowl. Wow. And it almost swung the momentum of the game because the, the Ravens were up, and then... 49ers just came the back, Niners and they it. almost won. Uh, but something happened on the last play. Like, it was pretty controversial, but yeah. the Ravens ended up pulling it out. I think the football It might be the Ravens and the Niners again this year. <laughs> yeah, know? I keep hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Our uh, producer, Chris Bat, is from Kansas City, who's got the most exciting quarterback in football. Kansas well, City. Well, he's not. He's, in, he's yeah. injured now. He's got a gruesome <clears throat> injury. Yeah. Or it was a knee injury, so. Yeah, well, and he just doesn't give a fuck about doesn't football. Care. No. Not anymore. <laughs> so, so New York, you work for Peter Max. Right. And yeah. you begin tattooing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And with, under the tutelage of Tom Paul DeVita. Tom, yeah, Tom DeVita. Yep. Um, what if there's a Mount Rushmore of American tattooing? That's that's the first face that goes on it. 
yeah, you know. Right, yeah. He was like one of the, if not, I, I don't know what, whether you can actually say he was the first, but he definitely was like one of the first modern yeah. tattoo artists. That is, at the <clears> beginning <throat> of the current renaissance, mm. to really bring artwork, aside mm -hmm. from the typical tattoo artwork, to, to the um the, the, the discipline of tattooing you know? and, and he he comes out of the tradition of like almost the beat, well the abstract the expressions yeah, yeah the, he used to talk about hanging the, out in the you know the that bar on university yeah and, he knew you know, herbert hunky and emmett Grove yeah, and all herbert these Hunky, kind yeah. of seminal how did how did tom get into tattoos i mean he spent yeah. the 50s in sing sing i think oh wow but boy the 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 shadow he cast over american tattooing absolutely just yeah. incredible One of the i don't know anybody who's not spiritually yeah. connected to davida and i spent a lot of time with him you know he was a he was a good guy i mean you know i found him kind of inadvertently you know i was uh, looking to get tattooed and this was like 1970 probably I wound up calling an ad. I called up, I think it's one of the sailors, Sailor Eddie or somebody like that. Sailor and, Jerry? No, nah, oh. Jerry was out in Hawaii. Okay, okay. In uh, in Newark. Okay, or in okay. New Jersey someplace. And he told me, well, why don't you just go to DeVita? And and, and and he didn't know exactly where DeVita was. And to this day, I can't, I've searched my memory. I can't figure out how I got there, how I found him, you know. But I did find him. I can remember walking down the street on 4th Street. His, his studio was... 423 East 4th between C and D, and him sitting on the stoop. He had one of those fishnet shirts on so you could see his whole body was tattooed. Mm -hmm. I can remember walking down there and saying hello to him and telling him I wanted a tattoo. And he was, he was kind of a quiet guy. And mm -hmm. he, he just nodded and turned around and I followed him up to his studio. And when I got up there, man, it was like another world. Mm. It was really something else. It was full of his own artwork as well. It was well. full of, yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, it was like what's become sort of more common today, but back then it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, the, the, and in his case, I mean, he had uh, art put his own artwork on the floors, and then it came off the floor onto himself and onto the walls, and then it went up onto the ceiling. You know, there just <laughs> wasn't anything that didn't have art on it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, or any, he made art out of everything, you know, at every opportunity, you know. Yeah, the, just one hundred percent. It's where the, the beatnik culture really kind of propagated that uh, everything could be art. Yeah, he was. A, yeah, he was one of the beats. And downstairs from in from him in that building was Reverend Richard Tyler, Dick mm -hmm. Tyler, who was an old beat. Mm. And uh, Tyler got to New York, I think, in in the fifties, middle of the fifties, was one of the first or among the first people to show at the Museum of Modern Art. Mm -hmm. Tyler's obscure at this point, but he shouldn't be because he offered a great deal to our modern culture that yeah. people don't know about. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, the, um, and, you know, he was six blocks away from where Ellen Ginsberg lived. In yeah, the, and, uh, well, East 10th Street. one of uh, Reverend Dick's roommates was uh, Olenberg. Wow. Was Olenberg, yeah. Mm. And before he got married, he got married to uh, Dorothy Bear, her name was, she taught um, woodwork at Hunter College. Well, if you're a young artist just starting out, you're gonna want to have a wife with a job. Well, of course, you know, and that's exactly what he had, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of that rich kind of cultural crucible came all we know now of tattooing, all we know now of uh, 
you know, kind of the art world. I mean, it was an exciting time. It, yeah, it really was. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff came out of the Lower East Side of New York. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of... Well, like, I started my career there. Yeah. I, you well, know, yeah, you're an example. Yeah. You know, it was and, even uh, still happening then in the 80s, you know, and before I got there and after I got there. You know? Yeah, I've, I've heard both Laurie Anderson and Patty Smith say that, that New York, uh, the city now, because the real estate and everything, it's kind of priced the creative class out of the city. It has, yeah. Which I think is such a shame. You know, I feel a lot like of them, yeah. There's still there's still things going on and like oh, yeah. oh there's a lot yeah. of stuff yeah. going on you know but Max it's just like being able to afford you know, it you, I can, mean, you can't hitchhike there with a, with a with a roach and fifty cents and and, <laughs> and and live there for the next six years anymore yeah. that's gone you know those no. days are gone or you come back with. A suitcase full of roaches and you you know, to, fifty cents. Well, you have to you know? go with an entire joint and fifty thousand dollars. You know, yeah. Like right? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the easy answer used to be, "Well, you go over to Brooklyn." Brooklyn, in many Can't cases, is more Brooklyn expensive yeah, than Manhattan. Yeah, my you know? daughter lived um, there last last uh, for her apprenticeship uh, at school, and it was, she paid two thousand dollars for a third. Of a small apartment yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, you paying two k a month and yeah, for you got roommates. It was well, she had a bedroom and like a hallway and yeah. access to a kitchen. Yeah, and the place was filthy too, according yeah. to her. She like, could barely live there. Yeah, no, I mean, I no shots at any any of my friends living there, but I mean, I just don't think I could. I don't think I could do that. No, yeah, really hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> not when not when we're as accustomed to having as much space as we need. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's, you know, when I first got World Tattoo, we're we're yeah, where we you first, had a show, first yeah, had that yeah, day. yeah. You know, I, six thousand square feet Wabash, on, on South yeah. Wabash, and mm -hmm. I got it for a grand a month. Yeah, I know it was like a football field. That's <laughs> yeah, how big it was. Yeah, it was I mean there was you know you remember the gallery. I think. Yeah, you were very little. But... I I mean I don't really remember it, but I see pictures of myself in there. You and... would ride your big wheel around the thing, and we yeah, all it was like trying to catch you. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you could ride the thing a hundred miles an hour by the time you were like you know fifteen months old. Right. Um. And then across the hall, there was another 4,000 square feet that we used for dance parties. And mm -hmm. uh, it was all kind of possible. You know, I mean, yeah. the artists uh, kind of completely took over that building for a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then, you know. Well, there's some space. There's some in. spaces out there that, uh, that are. In Chicago, it's of, way more know, possible. I think FDC has a really. Yeah, the, they got a cool the space place where we did the guys. drink and yeah. draw. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know when I think when I hear stories of World Tattoo. When I think of that, I like I and I see what they're doing. It sounds a lot like yeah, they you know, and they they were I think a lot smarter than me in that they kind of had a collaborative right from the beginning. A yeah. bunch of people were mm -hmm. um, seeing uh, are seeing to that space, and that's I mean that's the one good thing about having to you know pulled together is you, you build real community that way yeah yeah and um, it, it, it's a, it's good for your work too you know because artists yeah. bounce off of one another and um uh yeah yeah you don't want to you don't want to uh become balkanized yeah and, and yeah. uh yeah it's it, it's good to have uh a dialogue with other creatives, other yeah, artists. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's a nice thing. Honestly, I think it's absolutely essential to the the growth of any culture, any civilization. Yeah. 
work best in groups. Yeah. Have you found a lot of new friends in Chicago so far, Nick? I've made some new friends. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've uh, become closer to older friends and uh, Mm -hmm. to friends that were like sort of like uh, peripheral friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but they were still friends. Yeah. And now I'm like loafing with some of them, you know, and doing this with them and that with them. Yeah. It's like a blast. You know, I can call up somebody and go have lunch and Pittsburgh I just sort of... I. A lot of driving in Pittsburgh. There's not a whole lot of like. I drive everywhere here. Yeah, I, I drive. Okay. I'm a driver. I, I do. Yeah, I do too. Now, now yeah. that I had. Well, I took the CTA for like. I don't even like ten, ten years maybe. Yeah, until I until I got my license. After the third finally, or fourth time you're on the CTA, and there's some guy at the end of your car like taking a dump. Or and, doing and something. Train. I can yeah. I can think of something worse than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, or, or indulging in some self-love. Uh, yeah, well, it's time to get a car or take over, you know. I hate public transportation. You know, because um, I'm driving always sitting is, next to the most annoying. No matter, yeah, no matter us. what anybody says, driving is always going to be the best thing. Yeah, there's nothing better than you controlling the wheel. Yeah, the your problem time, with driving is your parking. music. Not driving. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. parking, but yeah. but even then, like once you get That's a spot, you get you're Uber, like, okay. man, you just get out in yeah. front of the place. But oh, I do miss um, people watching. I do miss seeing different characters that that come oh, on the train and on the, the bus. Chicago transportation. There was a lady on the Damon bus, Max. They used to carry her person. She used to spit in it. Yeah. Honestly, God, uh, I could never figure it out. Once in a while. If I couldn't get a cab and it was really cold, I would take the Damon bus up to when I had the studio up on North Damon. Mm-hmm. So once and a year. there she'd be, yeah, and there she'd be, laying hawkers into her own purse. Yeah, doesn't everybody do that? Yeah, I, uh, I guess. Uh, Maybe I'm late to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff that goes on hygienically on the CTA. So you have a show coming up with us at uh, the well, end of yeah, the year. Well, yeah, not till uh, next November. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. a good long year. I'm thinking about moving that much closer. I don't want to move it much closer. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, it's ne- yeah. it's next November? It's next year? Next year. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the time. What are you working on now? I mean, I know you've had a, 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 a full life of tattooing, but you've Sculpture. also had this... Yeah. And you've also Go had this ahead. ancillary... Uh, career as a fine artist yeah well you know i was uh i was trained i you know years after i started tattooing probably about 13 years well i was always an artist i mean like you you know i was a you know instead of listening i was drawing mm-hmm. in school i was always an artist my mother was an artist i drew at home my mother used to tell me if you can't draw you can't be in a club so that was like a something that spurred me on, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the club, you know, so I drew. So I was always an artist. Tattooing became a, a way to make money and to make art, too, at the same time, or at least it was related to art. You know? mm-hmm. But I always, you know, made fine art on aside from the tattoo art. And, of course, DeVita encouraged that, you know. I didn't go back to get a formal training in art, which I recommend to anybody if they can do it, because it's just a is a shortcut, you know, it gives you a lot of shortcuts. I didn't go back to like in the early eighties, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I learned sculpture. So I've been so sculpting. So your degrees in sculpture. 
sculpture and graphic arts. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, was, it wasn't a college. It was a Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. It was a studio school. Mm -hmm. So you had four years of just art. That's all you had. It, mm -hmm. You didn't even have to have, know how to read or write to get into the place. Oh, wow. But you had to have a portfolio or they wouldn't uh -huh. let you in, you know. So, uh, We've got this ongoing sculpture commission. Yeah, I have an ongoing sculpture commission. And they're, they're like gargoyles and... Uh, demons, yeah. Right yeah. now I'm doing a series of demons, you know. The woman that uh, that uh, has commissioned me is a, a writer of horror novels. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for her, I, the I've creepier seen them, man. You, they scare the shit out of me. Creepier you make them, mm -hmm. the better she likes them. You know? Yeah, but it's uh, awesome. Yeah, oh, I depend a lot on my classical training. You know, I, I say classical training. I had four years of it. You know, I mean, what was that compared to the Renaissance or even like some of the country? You know, they take a kid in when they're seven years old and put them in the mm -hmm. atelier. You know, and by yeah. the time they're twelve. They're doing. They're sculpting like Bernini, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, you ever seen the statue of David? I've never You're... seen. Yeah, well, you know what? At the Academy, they had an actual cast made from the actual David. So I have seen a cast of the actual David. We went and saw it in uh, Florence. Yeah. 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 It's crazy, man. We talked about this on a previous. I podcast, know, but it's, but it's he, has a giant uh, head. He didn't think he was going to like it. He thought it was going to be over, overhyped. Yeah, but when once you see it, it's like, oh my god! Yeah, he was wrong. It's a gorgeous thing. Yeah. How do you make marble do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a genius, you know. He was an alien. Cut it he out. Was of, an alien. Cut it out. He of, might have been. Cut it out of one piece. <laughs> you know, they asked him how he made the David, and his answer was, he just took away everything that wasn't David. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, that's actually a really good answer. Yeah, that was his answer. <laughs> took away all the marble that wasn't the David. Yeah, it's it's just it's remarkable. I had to sit down. It was it was really emotional. I mean, it was really uh, yeah powerful. Um, I had the same thing when I saw in uh, Uffizi the uh, the Botticelli painting that made me want to be an artist. When I was a little kid, it was uh, Palace and the Centaur. Mm. And uh, it was, you know, you're in a whole room full of Botticelli, so you're humbled as hell to begin with. But it was, uh, yeah, it was powerful. Yeah, I'd love, amazing. To, love to go there someday. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go to Florence, man. Yeah. Before I drop over. I've been all <laughs> over the world. I've never been there. Italy in general? Um, I've never been to Italy, you know. Been, well, you've been, been to, to you've been to India though. I mean, well, you've yeah, seen the Taj bit, Mahal, right? Made a, yeah, I've seen the Taj Mahal three times. Been there wow. three different times. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's huge, right? Yeah. Uh, it's huge in the sense that it's magnificent. Yeah. It's not really, really big, gigantic. But mm -hmm. when when you get up on top of it on the platform, it seems a lot bigger than when you're looking at it, you know. Yeah. But the, mm -hmm. I mean, the miracle of it, is, or the mystery of it, is, or not the mystery, but the the, the uh, you know the what is so phenomenal about it is a number of things. But the one thing is that it's sim symmetrical. Yeah. And uh, and the symmetry is like like flawless. And uh, I remember when I was there, you know, one time I with a friend of mine, Bill, my old buddy Bill, and I said, Hey, let's go around and see what the back looks like. Nobody ever shows you the back and of course it's symmetrical so it looks exactly like the front you know except for there's no entrance it's actually a tomb to the mumtaz mm -hmm. mumtaz mahal who was mm. uh, shah jahan's wife and who bore him 14 children 
And uh, when she died, he built this great monument. It was building one in black marble across the river. can't remember the Yamu, Yahoo, Yahoo River. Maybe I'm thinking of Yahoo.com River. But right across <laughs> the river, there's the beginnings of a black Taj Mahal. But it wouldn't, wouldn't have been Taj Mahal because that was her name. Mumbai. Wow. Yeah. So, But anyway, it, it destroyed uh, Shah Jahan. He was so in love with his wife. Uh, yeah, that, 14 kids. 14 kids, and he had one called Aurangzeb, and Aurangzeb became Aurangzeb the Terrible and imprisoned his father and you know, took over the empire. Really? Yeah. But he gave him a room, his bedroom. 14 is too many. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm I think serious. she, died, she died, died in childbirth, I think. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I like popsicles, but I take them out of my mouth once in a while. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> That's the other reason why we've gotten along so well. Because, yeah. you know, we make each other laugh. I know every you know, great like, joke, yeah. and Nick knows every shitty joke. Yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick <laughs> is so overly fond of puns. You, Nick, mm. uh, share some of your material. Oh, now, now when I'm on the spot, I can't, I can't do it. It has to come, it has to come like you know, kind of naturally. Okay. But it will if I think of something. I'll, I'll uh, you know. Well, I did. They don't put their cart before the day horse. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, from from after school, after New York, after uh, you're in Pittsburgh, you're tattooing in McKee's Rocks. Right. I want to yeah. say for good 30 years yeah well uh yeah good long time you know and the reason why i left new york i had set up a tattoo shop in the chelsea hotel where i was living at the time that was my first tattoo shop not much business because there wasn't much business period you know yeah. like there just wasn't that much business in 1970 it was still considered taboo. who were you bumping into in the chelsea hotel you know uh i was uh, talking to chris about it but uh i used to see um arthur miller all the time for yeah. some reason Maybe his and my schedule were the same, you know, yeah. used to see him. But there were people that did live there. I, I remember uh, Volley Myers mm -hmm. was there, and Larry Rivers Studio was right beside the Chelsea. Oh, wow. so, and they used to have an open-door policy where you could go visit artists in their studio. And I used to, would, at least one or two occasions, went up and sat with Larry Rivers at his dining. What was he like? I, I You know, it was so long ago. I can remember him being a nice man. Yeah. You know, a really nice guy, you know, very hospitable and... You know, that's what I can remember. About he, he he seems like one of those guys who was like a human connecting around. He he knew everybody. Um, yeah, he was a nice guy. Yeah, from like Jackson Pollock to to you. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know that he knew me, but yeah, but uh, I did spend time up there talking to him. You know. Yeah, I mean, so. the Chelsea in the seventies was you know. Yeah, I think by the time I got there, like it was like the the hot really hot period there it was kind of over it was just uh -huh. over by a couple mm -hmm. of years you know i got there well in the 80s sort of it heated up again yeah. you know i mean yeah um patty smith lived there she was there in the 60s in the early wow, 70s really? yeah that's when she was there yeah she was just before me i think she's a little bit older than i am not by much hmm. i mean after 70 who's counting yeah really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're 70 years old now. What, uh, what, what do you envision for next? I mean, what's 
It's you're more still, of the same, you know. Yeah, you still got, you, there's still hurdles to. Well, we're artists. We yeah, never quit. Exactly. I mean, it's not yeah. like you retire, like, oh, I'm going to stop <laughs> yeah. now, you know. Yeah. I mean, what's the yeah, point I mean, of that? Yeah, somebody said to me, do you ever anticipate retiring? It's like, no. How do you, you retire know, no, from this? No. You, know? you spend your whole life learning. Yeah. And you realize that you're never going to stop learning. Mm-hmm. And so there's no point at which, you know, you've, or, you know, and you're not, you know, they're no. not going to give you a I gold mean, watch. What are you supposed There's to nobody do? Nobody's gonna give you that, you know. Like go play golf with your pants pulled up to your tits. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know who? Yeah, right. <laughs> what a collection of horse shit that is, you know. Yeah. Hi, I need some stupid pants yeah, yeah, and some just, even dumber shoes. Yeah, right. I'm and I chase hat. a little white ball around like a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A hat. What, what's the line in Caddyshack where he's like, "Oh, you get this hat, you get a free bowl of soup." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it looks good on you. <laughs> yeah, I love the. There's a movie called Falling Down. It's it's not a great movie, but it's it's got a good performance in it by Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. That's the one. That. That's the one he where he has breakfast? like yeah. the crew cut and the glasses. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. Got... he's the angry white guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So he's 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 got the sack full of guns and he's in a jumpsuit and he's walking across this golf course which is like private property and this old asshole in a bad hat uh rides up to him on his cart and goes you're on private property get off you know so he pulls like a shotgun out and this guy's standing there and he's got one of those uh cabbie hats but it's got a little doodle on the top of it mm. i mean he looks like a straight up drool case and he goes, uh, you know he's an old guy he's having a grabber because he saw the shotgun so Michael Douglas walks up to him and he goes, and now you're going to die right here with that stupid fucking ad. <laughs> you know, because you didn't want a guy to walk across your fucking golf course. I mean, I actually love that part of the movie. Yeah. You're one of the angry white men. Nah. Yeah. Nah, I'm a... I'm a I'm, I'm, you are falling down. No, no. Glasses have full, kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But nice of you to think so. You know. Well, you love that movie. I don't love that movie. I like things about that movie. The, Fre- the, 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 the white, the white anger. <laughs> no, Max. No, um, just the, the kind of preposterousness and goofiness of it. You ah, know? Okay. Um, and a really good performance from Robert Duvall. You know who? He's uh, good in everything. It was a good performance yeah. by Michael Douglas as well. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah. He got. He gets better as he gets older. You know, yeah. the older he gets, the more kind of the. Uh, I think being Kirk's son had uh, a lot to do with. Oh, I think know, he surpassed on. Kirk. You know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, way a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of predated the, the mass shootings. You know what I mean? Like that we yeah. have now. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, he only shot a couple people. There now, was, like there was the one, one today. There's somebody in Mississippi State or Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know. Another active shooter. It's like, yeah. It's hard to keep up with now. Yeah. Seems like it's happening a lot. Oh, it has been. Like every every week. Every week. So look, promise us that you will come back before your show opens in uh, December. We got got a lot more to dig into. Yeah. But welcome to Chicago, Nick Bubash. Great tattooer. Great artist, period. One of the best. Kid, take us out. Thank you, Nick. Uncle Nick. Thank you, baby.
Hey, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you for tuning in to our 75th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Drink their beer. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Chris Bat. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Tony Fitzpatrick. Yeah. In both rooms. One room could not hold him. A half dozen pigeon stories. <laughs> and the sky at diversity. All in the Adventureland Gallery in the Dime Showroom. You want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions to ask Max? Burning. Or him, Tony. Go to the themaxandtonyshow.com and then tune in next time for our 76th episode as we go onward to our 100th episode. Absolutely. We're three quarters of the way there. Six bits. We're a quarter there. Three quarters of the way there. We're three quarters of the way there. Okay. Well, we have a quarter to go is what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're... Yeah.